we will sing his praise shall we all start to praise him now hallelujah hallelujah he's our redeemer he's our king of kings and he's our lord of lords this morning praise the lord hallelujah hallelujah for our brief meditation this morning as we all stand shall we turn to the book of daniel chapter 1 please open your bibles to the book of daniel chapter 1 verses 1 through 8 Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you for yet another time that you have granted us to worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your love towards us. The love that saved us. The love that made us your children. The love that brought us to the family of God. and that love that still talks to us so that you will empower us in this journey to our eternal home this morning as we sit at your presence we pray that you will talk to us lord that your voice will come so powerful to our hearts your transforming voice we will be able to understand and yield and obey We bless your people, Lord. As we sit in your presence, we pray for the servant of God who is sick and not be able to attend this meeting this morning. 
We commit him into your hands, Lord. We pray that you'll send your word. Touch him, heal him, and completely make him whole. We bless you in, your, in, in the name of the Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Talk to your people. We pray that the preacher will be hidden behind the cross. And your name alone will be lifted. And you alone will be glorified. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Please be seated. title this morning's message the man of God man of purpose man of influence this is a very familiar passage that we have read Daniel <clears throat> the fourth of the major prophets after Isaiah Jeremiah and Ezekiel and his story is entirely told from the perspective of Babylonian captivity. In BC 605, 605, King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came and attacked the land of Judah. And he took the precious things of the temple. And he took the precious things from the people also. He took the best of the best of the land. And he took the best of the best of the people of God. The Babylonian king was looking for the very best. He wanted the brightest he wanted the smartest and the very best so, can, so he can influence them and train them for his purpose. Dear brothers and sisters, I want to alert you this morning that you and I are living in a time when our next generation is being taken away into captivity. You cannot ignore the fact that we live in a society, in a world that is dragging our next generation into captivity. Yes, of course, not physical captivity, but spiritual captivity, intellectual captivity, emotional captivity, captivity into a society of depraved values. We as children of God cannot sleep through this disintegration that's happening in the world. But Daniel was a different kind of man. In verse 80 we read that he purposed in his heart that he will not defile. Purposed. I looked into several translations. Purpose, I like that very much. Some translations read as made up his mind. Some decided in his heart. 
some translations say resolved but what is purposed we don't usually use that as a verb i purposed to visit brother finney joshua we don't do that but when the holy spirit has written that i wanted to know what that really means i daniel purposed in his mind it means that he took a very firm decision out of a strong conviction of heart in order to bring a very specific result and the result was to glorify the name of his god in his lifetime he served at least under four different monarchs but he refused to be influenced by any of them on the contrary he became an influence in the life of every one of them three of the four kings he served under made proclamations about daniel's god as the god of the whole earth in his day daniel prophesied served with distinction and he became the focal point of encouragement to others yes daniel was a man of integrity daniel was a man of faith daniel was a man who feared god daniel was a man of prayer he was a man of prophecy he was a man of encouragement and a, he was a man of commitment to his god and to the word of god my dear brothers my co-believers we live in a time where evil is just as dangerous as it was in babylon as hateful as it was then just as deadly and just as morally corrupt our enemy does not wear a different type of clothing our enemy does not speak a different kind of language like the babylonians our enemy looks like the teachers in our schools they look like the leaders in our government they 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 have taken the seats of power and authority in our nation they look like the friends in our neighborhood they look like the parents or the friends of our children they look like the tv reporters and the game show hosts and the game show contestants they look like our colleagues and our bosses there is a cosmic conspiracy presided by satan that seeks to grind away our souls and the souls of our children and our families and our family values and the values in this nation and we must not ignore it this is exactly where daniel was pulled into from his home in jerusalem i was actually looking into the life of this young lad who was being led as a captive from jerusalem into babylonia and i could identify several faces of his life where he and his commitment to the lord was so evident to the world around i really don't have the time to go through every phase of his life but i do want to highlight and at least a few 
the very first phase. Hallelujah. Verse 5, Daniel 1 verse 5. The king assigned them a daily amount of food. This is an ivy. And wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years. And after that, they were to enter the king's service. The king assigned them a daily portion. So eventually, they will be molded into the mold of the king for him to teach them and train them and to equip them to the person that he wanted them to be. But Daniel, and Daniel was brought into that polluted culture. A society where the pagan gods dictated the lifestyle of the monarch and his people. The king says, give me your best, the brightest, and I will train them in my way. We will educate them. We will feed them our very best. They will have the very best of delicacies. They will drink the very best wine. They will have the privilege. They will serve in the court of the king. And many in that generation succumbed to that desire of the king. Many youngsters were led along with Daniel and his three friends. There were so many others, and we don't hear about them. We hear about Daniel and his three friends only because they stood against the, the current. The majority decided, this is not really that bad. This is what God does for his children, they said. This is an answer to our prayer. There is so much privilege here. There is no limits to what we can have. So much of freedom. So many things to choose from. At home, there's limitations. Boundaries. We feel suffocated at home. Not here. Hallelujah. Cornerstone Church is very restrictive. Let's keep, let's keep ourselves out of that place. Our homes are no fun. Bible doesn't mean much. It's an old book. This is cosmic treason. And Satan is presiding over this thought in the youngsters' minds. Satan wants to blind our children. He wants to confuse our children and our grandchildren and to fill our next generation with a broken sense of purpose. Our youngsters are made to believe that the evolving standards of the world are normal and to be embraced wholeheartedly. 
that what they have learned at home, what they have learned in churches, what they have learned through the scripture, abnormal, wrong, and to be discarded. They teach our young people, you are who you think you are. You are who you say you are. You are who you feel you are. Relationships are not what they are taught us in the past. Marriage is not what the Bible teaches or what they have learned at home. It is not a covenant relationship with the relationship with a man a, between a man and a woman. It can be any union. Divorce is okay if it doesn't work out. The ultimate purpose in life is to please you. You are the center of the world. You matter. And you must matter. You are a product of getting your way around. This is what our children are taught today. They tell our children that there are at least 70 different shades of gender identity. That it is okay to compromise and surrender to the goals, surrender the gold standards. They try to blur the line between the dividing line between the right and the wrong, between the truth and a lie, and between the good and the bad. And Daniel was brought into that society. Brothers and sisters, the adversaries set against are real and they are very profound. Daniel was asked to feed into a taste for things that were contrary to his, his convictions and to his upbringings. They soon changed his identity. The names were changed. Daniel means God is my judge. And Daniel and his three friends got new names. So, I didn't, so they could identify with the world. Azariah meant the Lord has helped us. Mishael, who is the Lord? Hananiah, the Lord is gracious. And their names, all of them, were changed to invoke the names of the Babylonian gods. But Daniel, but Daniel and his friends could not be influenced. True, their names were changed, but their integrity could not be touched. They addressed each other when they talked among themselves by their own original names. There is a generation of young people today whose appetites have been determined by the world around. They have lost their taste for things of God. As we slowly indulge into the taste of the world, we lose our appetites for things of God. Worship becomes boring then. Sermons becomes too long then. 
the scripture become, becomes obsolete then. Prayer meetings becomes old fashioned then. Why do our children fail to resist the worldly influence? Unlike Daniel. Because we have failed to have them be equipped with scripture like Daniel was. He said, I do not want your food. I do not want your wine. Yes, we are far away from our homeland. Our parents are not with us. Our temple is far away. Jerusalem is far away. But our God is with us. We cannot hide from the presence of our God. Our convictions are strong. We will not compromise. We will not bow down. We will not taste your delicacies. Daniel and his friends go to the steward who oversees them saying, Sir, give us what we are used to eating. This is the teaching they got from their home. Dear parents of younger children, I want to urge you to remember that our children and our grandchildren are precious treasures gifted to us for a short period. They're not going to be with you forever. Before you realize, they will grow up and leave you. They will leave you to college, to universities, for jobs, in marriage, and out of state. And you will have absolutely no influence on them after that. It will be too late to do anything up that, at that point. Do it now. Teach them good Christian values. Godly values. Teach them the scripture. Teach them about your convictions. Impart your faith into them. Give them your God. Cultivate in them the habit of prayer and scripture reading. Train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Notice what Daniel did. Daniel purposed in his heart. Daniel purposed in his heart to please God. Can you and I purpose that today? Through everything we do, I will please my God. He purposed to stand up for his convictions. To stand up for truth. When everybody is screaming, compromise, compromise. Daniel purpose in his heart to stand up for what is truth. For that to happen, you must teach your children what truth is. Deuteronomy 11, 16 onwards. Take care lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. 
Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you. And he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain. And the land will yield no fruit. And you will perish quickly of the good land that the Lord is giving you. You shall therefore lay these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as friendless between your eyes. You shall teach them your children. Talking to them when you are sitting in your house. And when you are walking by the way. When you lie down and when you rise. You shall write them on your doorposts of your house. And on your gates. And your days. And the days of your children may be multiplied. And in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers. To give them as long as the heavens are above the earth. Let our children hide the word of God. Psalms 119 verse 11. He was a man of God who purposed in his heart to please God and to stand up for God's decrees. He, in his lifetime, spared the life, his life, his friend's life, and the lives of many in his country's at least three times. You know, when nobody was able to interpret the dream that Nebuchadnezzar saw. Nebuchadnezzar called the wise men of his country. He said, I forgot the dream. You know, Daniel was going to be killed along with the wise men of the country because he was going to be counted as one of them. Nobody else could do the laborious, the mountainous task that the monarch was asking. You know what he did? He stepped forward. King, oh king, I will do it. I will do it. That is a man of purpose. Dear parents, there are all kinds of arrows being shot our souls under the souls of our children. But we must find our identity through our faith in the Lord. Our appetites must be shaped by our convictions and our children must be trained to be men and women of God. That's what Moses' parents did. And you know what they did. And he was protected in the deep waters of River Nile and even the deeper rivers of the Egyptian culture. 
Daniel purposed as a young boy. Dear boys and girls, this was for you. Daniel was a young boy like you. He purposed to stand up for his God. Phase two of Daniel's life. As a man of influence among his friends. I want to rush through from now on. The three middle-aged companions of Daniel, the contemporaries, they remained unbowed in the face of crisis. They refused to compromise. Years have passed since the original incident. And Daniel and his friends are grown-up men now. In Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, 1, 1 through 18, we read, I don't want to go through the scriptural portion because you know all the, all the scriptural portions and, and the story behind. We see the power of Daniel's influence demonstrated through the lives of these three young people. When one person stands up for truth, his influence will be invoked in the lives of people around him. When Daniel stood up strong, strongly, his three friends also became as strong as him. In the face of death, they stood up. Hallelujah. In the initial temptation, the temptation was with regards to appetites. And here, the temptation is about bowing before an idol. They proclaimed, we belong to the living God. Not you, O king. You can make any idol you want. But we refuse to worship. We refuse to bow down. If the initial temptation was to the younger generation. This is more to the younger, the current generation of, who, are, who is listening to me. Those of you who are in your careers, you are in positions and in responsibilities. Like these three Hebrew boys. The call there was to compromise, to identify with the cultural norms in the country, pagan influences. Everybody else is doing it. You do it too. Brothers and sisters, you are in positions of responsibilities. You earned your degrees. You work hard. You came up on the ladder, and in another 15, 20, 25, 30 years, you want to retire and have a good time. You have your dreams, your plans, your, your, your vision about your future. All of a sudden, pressure starts building up. For the younger generation, the appeal was to your sense, their, 
senses. And for you, your, the appeal is towards your security and your status. Many a time, our security becomes our idol. Our comfort zones become our idol. We don't want to rock the boat. We look forward in a few years to slip away from what we are doing and to have a good time with our family. So, I don't want to offend anybody. I will stay quiet. My neighbor is a nice person. He invited me for a party for Diwali. I'll just go and eat. I'm not offended. What's the big deal? What's so wrong about it? After all, is it not the same? We are Indians, they are Indians too. Yes, our comfort zones can become our idol. They invited you for Onam celebrations. I'm a Keralite too. Why offense? What's so big deal? And October comes Halloween. We live in America. Let's just identify with the neighborhood. What is so wrong with Indian dances? Do you know that these Indian dances are temple dances? What is wrong with practicing yoga? If you really want to see the living God standing with you, you need to shake yourself off your comfort zones. He will reveal himself in glory for you to be stronger than you could ever, ever imagine when you purpose in your heart to glorify him. He will honor the one that honors him. You are called to make a difference. You are called to make a commitment. God did not in call you and I just because there were not enough people in the family of God. He calls us with a purpose and he will not relent until he fulfills that purpose. Yes, they stood up and they knew what was going to come. You know what, they, what is coming? Fire. Fire. When you stand up for your convictions, the fiery furnace is waiting for you. Yes, you're going to face fire in your job. Fire from all around. Hallelujah. To feel secure is not a sin. But the compromise you make in order to remain secure is sin. Comforts are not sin. But the way you take 
to stay in your comfort zone could be sin. What is that idol that you are making to dethrone the living God from your life? Is it your position? Your titles? Your power, your money, your bang bangs? The respect that you get? Only you and God know what idol or idols you are hiding and worshipping. Idols are binding. It prevents our progress in our spiritual journey. Sometimes we are bound by our pride, our arrogance, our fears, our anger, and our self-righteousness. That fire you must face so that those bonds will be released and loosened. Allow yourself to be thrown into that fire. That fire will loosen. Stand apart. That fire will free us and show that we are a different kind of people. And the living God is walking with us. So stand up for truth. Stand up in love and in humility and in deep conviction. Nebuchadnezzar says, look, I see four men, chapter 3, verse 25. I see four men loose walking in the midst of fire. They are not hurt. And the form of the fourth one is like the son of God. When you have Jesus walking with you in your fiery trials, everything else changes. It's in your fiery trials that you reveal the Son of God. You are a generation called to be the person of God in your workplace. You will stand up for Jesus there and he will come down for you in the fiery trials of your life. I want to conclude very soon. And the third phase of Daniel's life. Years have passed. Kings have come and kings have gone. Daniel is an older man now. But his influence was still growing. Daniel was carried away as a young man. We don't know how old he was. Maybe he was a late teenager or an early, in, in his early 20s. He has been a captain now for 70 years. He lived to the time of Cyrus, the Median king, who decreed, the God of heaven has spoken to me that I should build a temple for the Lord. Daniel 6 starts out by saying, Daniel's further rise in power and position. Babylonian kingdom came to an end. And that's with the assassination of King Belshazzar. This happened in BC 536, 539. King Darius, as soon as he came into power, made some very important appointments. He chose 120 governors and over them three presidents. And Daniel was one of them. 
And in translation, according to some translation, Daniel was the chief among the three. When you stand up for God and for your convictions, the watchful eyes of your enemies will fall you. The enemies followed Daniel even there. Yes, he was in very high power and position. But the enemy followed him there. They spied on him and brought him before the king. Before he prayed to his God as he always did. Because the king had decreed that the nation should pray to him only for some time. And Daniel refused. Daniel stood up for his God even before the new king and even when he was an old man. He told the king, O king, there's no compromise about my worship. There's no compromise as to who my God is. Of course, he paid a big price. You know the story. He was thrown into the lion's den. But the one who lost sleep was not Daniel. It was the king. He couldn't sleep. Early morning, you know what he did? He ran to the mouth of the lion's den and called out to Daniel, 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 did your God save you from the mouth of the lion? Even to call out, he, probably, he had to believe that this man was alive. That was a conviction. That this man had already reflected onto the life of this king. My king, my God has shut the mouth of the lion. Daniel prospered through many generations standing up for his God. And Daniel 6 25 and 26, King Darius, the new king, now proclaims to all the peoples and nations and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all of my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. Where did this pagan king get this revelation? Through a man of God who stood up for him uncorruptedly. Yes. Years passed again. Darius is gone. Now, now comes King Cyrus. Hallelujah. You read Daniel chapter 9. He's, he was a man who studied the scripture. He studied. are going to be released very soon. You know what he did? Read through chapter, the 
book of Daniel chapter 9. There you see the passionate prayer of a man of God. One of the most powerful prayers of intercession recorded in the, in the, in the pages of scripture. A man who took upon himself the sins of his people. And he was rolling before God and pleading for a release. Ninety-some-year-old man. What an encourager. What a man of prayer. This is the kind of leadership that will change our society, that will change our churches. People my age, I want, I plead with you, take up this responsibility of pleading for our generation that they will be able to stand faithfully before the kingdoms and the principalities and the evil forces that is so rampant in the country. In their society. Bring our little children before the throne of grace. And plead for them. Roll in mud. And pray that the Lord will touch them and transform them. And fill them with a fear that only he can fill them with. Daniel. He stood with his God. Every day of his life. But he started way back when in his little home in Jerusalem. Daniel prospered. Daniel prospered. And the very last verse of the book of Daniel is so compelling. So compelling. I'll just read it. Daniel chapter 12, the last verse. The angel of the Lord is telling Daniel. He said, Daniel, go your way till the very end. And you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of days. Ha! A life so well lived. A purposeful life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. He lived well. But it did not mean that his life was very easy. It did not mean that he was not in captivity. It did not mean that the temptations were not real. It did not mean that the fires were not hot. It did not mean that there were no bondages. It did not mean that the enemies were not spying. It did not mean that the lion's teeth and claws were not strong. It meant all of those. But it also meant this, that the God he served was on the throne and in his heart. 
dear brothers and sisters. We, may not, we are not living in the generation of Daniel. We are not living in Babylon. But we live in a society which is ruled by the same Satan. The satanic forces, forces are still real and so rampant. And our children, our younger children, our grandchildren and us are vulnerable. I would request you young generation take up the role of Daniels in your lifetime. Enter public office. Run for office. Make a difference in your society for God. Don't be the people who are told. Be the people who tell others. Be the person that command others. Be a person of power in your society. We will be on our knees praying for you. We will be in our chambers, in our closets praying for you. We, the people of God, can make a difference like Daniel did. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. Eternal Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you for the privilege that you granted us to listen to your word. We are your people, Lord. We are people who are called with a purpose to make a mark in the society for God, to make a difference in the society for you. Fill us with your spirit. Strengthen us with your spirit these days. Strengthen our younger generation with your power and spirit, Lord. Strengthen our grandchildren with your power and your Holy Spirit, Lord. That they will make the difference swimming against the tide. That they will be able to portray to the Lord, to the world, the Lord is alive and he will one day take reins. Hallelujah. Help us to stand against the wickedness of this world. Hallelujah. Help us to be the people who make the difference, Lord. Bless us. Bless your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray.